But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. The other day I was thinking, because I always start with an uh, and then I heard somebody go like, hey, everybody. And I was like, oh, that should, why can't I say hey, everybody, instead of uh, whenever I get, like, <laughs> unsure of what to say. you're not a professional. Don't say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this is not here. professional. Just drop, you know, honestly, of all the weeks you could have called me not professional, this is the week when I did by far the most like <laughs> I actually did work this week. Well, good for I, you. I'm proud of you. Uh, oh god, I gotta mute the debate. The debate's back on. <laughs> Turn it off. Wait, what did I do? No, the oh. I had the debate on on CNN and it came back on very loud. Uh, with Wolf Blitzer's voice welcoming me back to. Uh, the Pain Olympics, BME Pain Olympics. <laughs> well, I am welcoming welcoming back all of our listeners. Welcome back to the Dismal Tide. This is it is January fourteenth, a Tuesday. The d- Democratic debate is on. We're not watching it. We are talking no. about sports. We saw the important part. We saw the big confrontation. We saw Liz Warren uh, uh, do the mental math. Doing the math. Is it working? Doing out? the mental math. No. I mean, I. It's a crazy. Uh, that was a crazy exchange we just saw here. Now let's let's break it down play by play there. So first of all, opening hit, them asking Bernie about does he hate women? Of course he knows he hates women, but he has to lie. He says no. Say yeah, you have to. Lie. No, I don't hate women. Uh, I wish I could do my impression of Ben Shapiro doing Bernie Sanders, which I saw today, which was I saw that uh, as well. Unfunny, but at least he does have that cute bunny voice that makes him beloved to college students everywhere. And also, he loves pudding. His entire lake house filled with different flavors of pudding. Great impression by him. Uh, yeah, he but brought no. it to pudding immediately. Yeah, I it's it's because he's old, but I've never seen uh, Bernie. I don't think I've ever seen Bernie really eat anything, uh, which I think is a, probably part of his appeal because. All the other people have horrible pictures of them, like eating the corn dog. Yeah, Bill the Blasio eating... eating the corn dog. Yeah, yeah, a picture of Andrew Yang biting a turkey leg as my phone for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's above that, and he thinks that shit's stupid, so he avoids that, so you don't get that out of him. He doesn't like. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot of the shit that all the other candidates like think that you have to do. And there's so much stuff that he just goes like, "Yeah, I'm not playing." The that interview that was in the New York Times yesterday, I think, where he was just being asked things like, are you an Amazon Prime member? Pardon me? Are you an Amazon Prime yeah. member? Yeah. No. My favorite one was, <laughs> have you have you ever had your, uh, or when was the time you had your heart broken? And it's like, what? He's like, what kind of questions? Like, some things are personal. <laughs> I'll have to tell you this. Oh, I forgot, because I was messing with levels. We have Dan with us, for, uh, our second Two-time guest. I had to really... That was a trick to get through. 
Uh, Dan joined us about a year ago. He's actually been on the show three times because we lost the audio uh, in the episode he did a year ago. And we had to immediately do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about Classic that. Classic bit. So as a, uh, at, well, our, pre- our, our other returning guest, uh, I allowed him to pick a, a book off Mike's bookshelf. So, you know, I'm just going to offer you the book under the one that I offered him. Would you... I'm going to send you a copy of Tragedy and Hope by somebody whose last name is Quigley. Does that interest you? Tragedy and Hope. Can I get the back of the uh, back of the cover? Yeah, sure. Run, run down if there is one. It, oh, it's Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> a definitive uh, work I, on the world's power structure. I'm Tragedy not, and Hope. I'm to not. understand the minds, I'm talking right over you. To understand the minds that are shaping the, this world. Read the book that shapes their minds. From President Bill Clinton. I heard that call clarified by a, pr- by a professor I had named Carol Quigley. The powers of financial capitalism had a far-reaching plan, nothing less than to create a world, of, a world system of financial control in private hands able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. Does this sound like something you'd be interested in, Dan? It didn't uh, interest me. I've not read it. Sure. Yeah, it's it sounds so like big. something I might be into. Yeah, it's so well, big. Anything but... to do with Bill Clinton? Anything I can do to get inside that guy's brain? Uh, I'm interested. Tragedy and hope. And what? I wonder what the tragedy part of that is, and I wonder what the hope part of it it's is. It's really. It's everything that like describes the book is so incredibly vague that I don't. <laughs> I don't have a clue what it might be about. That is West but, Wing the book. But I'll tell you, it is thick. That is. I've read all of them. That is bigger than every Game of Thrones book. But by some margin. Can't do uh, it. You don't have to mail that. I think it'd be too heavy. You'd probably have to pay too much. Yeah, I'll send you the Mark Marin book under it. Yeah, we got uh I got Marin's book from uh like eight years ago. I went okay, through a phase of buying basically every comedian's book. And you know what? None of them are good. Here's the thing, I did the same exact thing. The same exact thing. I have that book, I have the scourge of my bookshelf, the Michael Ian Black book. <laughs> oh, the one with Megan McCain? Uh, no, 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 no. His uh, own personal book, his memoirs. Uh, and then I got the Nick Offerman one, of course. Uh, there's there's lots of uh, comedian books that I have on my bookshelf still that are just, uh, you know, they're there to fill space. Uh, but, you know, they need to get off there, I think. I feel like that's uh, reflecting poorly like on me. I old poker books that I don't read because who needs to read a poker book if you're not playing poker? Probably poker just narratives those in like New York City if I ever leave. Fiction about poker or uh, no real like strategy. Strategy. I used to be oh. something of a serious, prof- uh, not professional, certainly not. Uh, something of a serious poker player. I'm pretty good, but I don't play. Yes, yeah, so I knew that about you. I I didn't know that there was like a uh, there's a large like literature. Uh, oh, huge. Set- Okay, interesting, interesting. Super system, super system two. Those are pretty much the ones, and then everything now is like. Uh, incredibly deep like analytical math yeah yeah and i can't do anything on that. I'm yeah. yeah i don't read i have these books but i would say the great majority of them aren't finished um i was supposed to uh reread uh bill simmons now i can die in peace um because we were supposed to do a whole thing about him but i haven't gotten around to it yet I got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, um, I did want to ask you a question, Dan, because I always forget this bit, but I'm supposed to ask. It is it is tradition now on the Dismal Tide that we ask our guests 
to explain what the Dismal Tide show is. Uh, we ask every guest, and you can be... Uh, I'm going to probably put this at the beginning of the episode. So okay. uh, I, I'd like you to explain to us before we get started. What what do we do here on the Dismal Tide? You can be honest, and you can try your best to actually describe it. You can be slanderous. We don't really care. We just okay. like to ask our guests. I'm going to go straight shooter here. You guys take uh, the... The Dismal Tide. Let's, let's break it down. What is the Dismal It is the, the I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> well, well, that's about as good as you could do. Thank <laughs> you for that, Dan. Can't ask for better than that. <laughs> Boy, I don't know. It's sports, baby. It's sports, baby. It's the worst of the worst. It is the worst of the worst. All right. What do you guys say? We got a lot in the rundown today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna press us uh, into service a bit here. I'm gonna get us going. Okay. thing that i wanted to talk about was uh play a little game of the prices right with, with you guys okay so trey young of the atlanta hawks went to a atlanta hospital and he paid down a million dollars in medical debt from somewhere around 500 people so he paid off about 500 i think with the numbers 537 he paid off all of their medical debt now what i wanted to ask you to in sort of a prices right style um he did not give the Atlanta hospital a million dollars to pay off a million dollars of debt. How much money oh, God. <laughs> did he give the hospital that they said, we'll write off a million dollars because you gave us this? How much money turns into a million dollars? Take a minute, guys. Um, I will tell you before when you guess, it hurts. Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to go first because you are a co-host here. $112,000. Okay. Dan, how much money did he give the Atlanta hospital? Trey Young gave the Ooh. Atlanta hospital. For 537 people. A million. He canceled a million yes. dollars of total debt. I'm going to guess like, you said it hurts, which is clouding my judgment. I th I'm going to say uh, 350. He gave them $10,000. <laughs> He gave them $10,000, and he canceled a million dollars in medical debt. And to which you'd say, 
Um, wow, aren't these companies going to go out of business? They're fucking not, because this is how we negotiate medical stuff in the United States of America. We gouge you first, and then you come back over the top, and when you prove you're fucking sufficiently poor enough, they will take anything from you. Do not listen to anyone who tells you we can't afford this, because they start negotiations from such a shitty place where an NBA star can walk in with 10 grand, and they're so fucking happy to have it. Oh my god. The story did not, I, okay, I'm I'm going to be honest, I didn't click through on the story, which mm-hmm. is why I probably didn't know that. But I saw the story and that that framing of it uh, is uh, really, really wild. <laughs> the, uh, well, let's, let's give it a click. This is an SB Nation article about this. I didn't really – I just I got the uh, the broad strokes. I don't, I don't really remember how they framed well, it. Well, this is like the uh, – uh, John Oliver did this. Remember, they paid like $60,000 and it canceled like $20 yeah. million dollars worth of debt. Fucking yeah. pathetic. Um, the, well, you, you, you know, my dad, um, he, the one time I had my, my wisdom teeth pulled when I was like 17 or no, 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 no. That was before I moved here. Cause I almost didn't get the apartment cause I never paid for it. Um, because they said they would cover it. And, uh, I was just like, damn dad, they sent it to like a, a debt collector. Like, like I got to pay these debt collectors. My dad, my dad just like soft spoken, like nice guy was immediately just like big dick out. He's like, fuck them. No fucking way. We're giving a debt collector a dime. You go right to the doctor. You can call those debt collectors and tell them to shove it up. There. I was like, Jesus Christ, dad. <laughs> but he like does stuff and has to work with debt collectors. And he was just like, you can just treat these people like the animals they are. Brendan, don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. I feel so guilty. I felt guilty doing my medical debt this year. The way he called me was being like, I was like, I wasn't testy at all. Like I was trying to be kind because you know it's a call center employee, so I'm not trying to be like, "Fuck you, bitch." But uh, you know, you kind of want to say that to a debt collector. Uh, no, they know where they work. I yeah, I yeah, I know they know where they work because they're the ones calling me <laughs> <laughs> six times a day. Damn. Yeah. They so they frame this article in a way that just like makes you think that Trey Young walked in with a million dollars, and I don't want to like belittle what he did. He no, fucking great. phenomenal. Absolutely, but his ten thousand was multiplied a hundred times to cover all this debt. Yep, our system sucks. Well, that's the thing. As someone who just doesn't ever have uh, health insurance, in any time that I've been to the hospital, I just they they'll send you the first big bill, and you can just ignore that outright. Yep. And then they will start to send you a series of substantially smaller bills, and you still got like six months before it goes to collections. <laughs> Uh, I saw on Twitter probably a month ago that somebody was just like, if they ever send you a bill for anything at all, ask for an itemized list of what they charge you for. And they almost in every uh, circumstance cut out just so much of it because they got to go through and just like this and this and this and this. I mean, just like stuff with like an X-ray or an MRI. If you went to an MRI place and said, I need an MRI, they say $5,000 because that's, you know, for example, $5,000, not necessarily. Because that's where, like, the insurance people start out the negotiations, and then they have this big risk okay. pool that they negotiate with so they can say, like, yeah, well, none of our people pay $5,000. We'll give you 700 for it. And they go, yeah, sure. I have to say this, but what about all those jobs, all those insurance people's jobs? They'll go away. All those, great, all those great jobs. Oh, <laughs> all those really wonderful, nice jobs. I, I have a friend where they're doing who, good stuff. Good go work. ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's good work. It's good work. (laughs) I have a friend who works uh, in advertising for, like, Big Pharma. 
and she tried. She was like virtue signaling me one night, and I just like it's just the easiest thing to throw in your face. She was like, "What the fuck are you talking to me for? You yeah. work for Big Pharma." I was like, "What do you do for a living? What do you, what is your job? You make sure that there's no typos and Zaljans uh, ad copy. Like, suck my dick." Well, I don't actually say that because that's rude. She's a woman. You can't say that. But Brendan Make- misogynist, inspired by Bernie Sanders' <laughs> words. Inspired by me. He's been emboldened to say these things that are not okay. I've never had any negative consequences in my life, so I haven't had any reason to learn yet. Fair point. (laughs) You know, know, someday they're coming for me hard. Yeah, when they come for you, they come for you pretty hard. Um, I think that's probably true of a, a lot of people. Just like nothing bad has ever happened. It's just like. People are just like, do better. And then for a great majority of people, they could just go, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing exactly. bad has ever happened to me. <laughs> uh, all right. On to our, to our next thing. Uh, another example of a very big company, probably, I don't know, just something about the, the size of money that should be there that is not. Uh, a Knicks fan. If you now you guys both have the thing in front of you, so I guess I can't like pull the rug over your eyes again. A Knicks fan hit a a half court shot at uh, halftime the other day. Uh, for you two, what would you say? You hit your your center court, Madison Square Garden. You hit that half court shot. Uh, how much would you imagine the Knicks are offering? Uh, well, the, I I think they always do that up front right like he had to know what he was going for sure i mean but if your name gets pulled to shoot the shot it doesn't matter if they're giving you five dollars or five hundred thousand dollars like i'm taking the shot i don't know i mean uh, the standards uh the, the the cost cutting with this sort of thing gets uh you know lower and lower uh it's uh it, you're just doing it for like gift cards now well not entirely true because the the lakers did one for a hundred thousand dollars the other day well yeah I saw that one. Um, and they'll do like ten grand. They'll do like we'll pay off your student debt at some college games, which is really fucking fucked up. <laughs> well, uh, I did, so, did so, we ever tell? Sorry, the, go ahead. Did we ever tell the story on on the show about when we were at that Nets game, and they were honoring one of their like uh, stewards, um, and she got called uh, down to the court. And, like, she beat cancer and uh, had, like, survived a terrible car accident that had, like, permanently damaged her leg in some way. And uh, but they're like, but in all this, she still loves the Brooklyn Nets and comes here and puts smiles on people's faces every single day. And then the someone from the Nets ownership group is down there with her on the court. And just goes, and for all this, we want to offer you $10,000. And the whole stadium starts cheering. And then he just goes, like, to donate to a charity of your choice. (laughs) A donation has been made in your name to the Human Fund. What is that? Made it up. (laughs) So this is kind of like that. that And it turned into booing very quick. All of Barclays Center (laughs) booed that. Give it to her. So this is kind of like the same hidden ball trick that the Knicks pulled. Yeah. Because <laughs> first of all, Lakers, $100,000 um, for a half-court shot. I'd say ten grand. Ten grand is a good number for a half-court shot. The Knicks gave this man who hit the, uh, the half-court shot $1,000 in scratch-offs. $100,000 <laughs> in scratch-offs. 
<laughs> so then later there was like a Twitter thread. I guess they like posted. <laughs> Being paid an opportunity. <laughs> no way. Really experience um, people, is what you're People getting. don't need a hand out. They need a hand up. You get a cart and cigarettes. So here's the lottery tickets. Here's the here's a chance at more money than we could ever give you. His his tw- the thing on Twitter he said was just like yeah so the scratchers I got I won five hundred dollars and then I took some of that five hundred dollars and I won seventy more in Kino or CeeLo <laughs> or something like that. So he had a half court shot and then he had to do some work and then it ended up being five hundred seventy bucks. Which again I'm not saying no to five hundred seventy bucks and no. also all taxable. If I was at a six, <laughs> Knicks or Sixers game, all taxable. Fuck. Uh, if I'm at a Knicks or Sixers game, they say, hey, you can just take the shot for free. And it's like, I'll still go out there and take the shot. Yeah, I'll take the shot. Somebody might get you a beer out of it. Yeah, just get on the court at halftime. That's just a nice experience in itself. You know, the money is not the real. The thrill of making the shot is worth more than money. Then that's what they should tell people, probably. Instead that's of probably the- something. <laughs> that's right. We want you to be down here uh, for for you. And for these people's enjoyment. And the money, I think, is getting in the way of, of the game. <laughs> oh, these kids now, they only care about the money. Nobody wants to take a half-court shot for free. I'll tell you. Sorry, I'm loading up our next our next item. We're going to move a little fast today because there's a lot of good stuff. I'm told there's a lot of good stuff. It's not been vetted by me. This could be anything. Yeah, you were too busy in the wine caves. I was in the wine cave. I saw... Is it like is that like a salt cave like at a, at a spa like where it's like the breathing is better? Uh, no, that was up at um, Great Western uh, Winery, the the first bonded winery in in the United States. Uh, it was a, a pre-prohibition. Uh, the great majority of uh, uh, winemaking in America was happening in the Finger Lakes, and um, uh, they were doing quite a lot of. Uh, Things they were going and winning contests with all their sparkling wines in France and in California. Was it good? Good uh, wine? Yeah, it was a, a cool sort of uh, trip that was sponsored by like the New York wine industry where they take just like people from the city up there and go. And uh, it, it's a just nonstop tour of everything up there. And it is so exhausting. It's um, a fair amount of drinking, but it's just the there's just no downtime you are out the door at nine and oh uh, no wait, actually uh yesterday we got we were at a winery at 9 a.m and immediately just went through 12 wines good lord oh that's my god <laughs> um my mom put on some uh 60th birthday party for my dad and she was like yeah we have a brewery tour and it's like great this sounds fine he's like at 10 a.m come on like i don't want they're handing you like this this whiskey is brown. This whiskey is clear because it hasn't been aged in the oak barrels yet. And it's like, dude, just like I just want like, two or three bloody marys. Even if you're, yeah, even if you're spitting, especially with spirits, like you're you're absorbing a, a fair amount of that into your bloodstream. Is that true? If you spit, you still absorb a bunch of it. You're getting part of like uh, you're you're still taking sips, you know. In the not end. the way I do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me, Mike, that you take the full, you just fake spit it out, you, you actually throw it back? Oh no no in. Uh, <laughs> There's like when we were doing at at 9 a.m. Like I was spitting most of what I was being handed. Um, But then like at the end, we got handed like one of their ice wines. And uh, I'll always hold on to those. Anything with a a ton of uh, 
sugar on it, I'll, uh, I'll I'll happily hold on to. Nice. Uh, you can drink those in the morning very comfortably. Were you like perilously drunk by the end of the day? No, I mean I was I was doing my best to hold it together um, because it was a business uh, trip. It, was a business a, it trip. is technically is still a business trip now. Um, so uh, we I woke up at four fifteen Sunday morning and a car picked me up at five to take me to the airport and then our flight got delayed two and a half hours. So I was at JFK for like four hours starting five thirty Sunday morning. <laughs> um, and then like we went to uh, dinner at this one winery and I uh, just was just losing it. Uh, I drank a bit, but not a lot. It was just the exhaustion had set in and I had to just stop talking to everyone and go eat dinner alone and drink two bottles of water. <laughs> and, then I, and then I and then I found it. <laughs> it was good from that point forward. And then uh, and then yesterday, yeah, we had our like a uh, big dinner with a bunch of the uh, winemakers and all that. And then, um, but because it's just this town up, you know, upstate where nothing else is happening on a uh, Monday night. So uh, uh, the bar, the 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 restaurant, like we were in like this uh, side room. But the bar had closed at 10. So we uh, rounded up everything that was left over from all the, the bottles that the winemakers had brought, took them back to our the Holiday Inn Express we were staying at across the parking lot. Um, and the Holiday Inn Express employees had no problem whatsoever with us turning on the national championship game and just drinking in the lobby. Sick. Shout out to the Holiday Inn Express. They got those cr- uh, great shower heads or what they used to. I'm doing the shocker right now. I did. Uh, uh, I did enjoy everything about Holiday Inn Express. I have to tell you, they it's 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 everything perfectly you, fine hotel. Everything you need and nothing you don't. Mm-hmm. And they got the bed frames uh, that are solid all around, so you can't risk yep. losing anything under the bed. That's important yep. to me. Yeah, I agree. This is a this is a pro Holiday Inn Express show. We were a Holiday Inn Express family growing up. That's the only hotel we ever stayed at as a family on family vacations because my dad had the rewards program or whatever. So I've, I I'm very familiar with Holiday Inn Express is all over this great nation. There's <laughs> there's another hotel that I also like because I've been to I I have to stay at hotels every once in a while for work as well. Um, I think it's a residence inn, but it's basically set up like a one bedroom apartment. You got like a full kitchen. And like a living room area, it's That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's the only difference between that and a classic hotel room is there's like a it's probably like twenty five percent bigger with a kitchen, and that twenty five percent goes directly to get the a, kitchen. Get a kitchenette. Yep. Uh, Dan, bring up the uh, is, did the links go through in this Google Doc? Yes, the the Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Um, let me know when you got it up. We're just gonna hit play at the same time. I'll drop I the get, audio in. Later. I got it. I got it up. I'm gonna hit play right now. Yeah, I think it was unbelievable. He was great. Uh, he was, uh, gosh, Terrence, you were so good tonight. It was great. Uh, made big shots, and uh, he was close to home, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it was a really good game, really good win. I'll say about this team that you guys haven't lost uh, back-to-back games, so I think it's since December 26th. Wow. Wow, that's a long time, man. I mean, what does that say about this? Team? Resilience, Re- resiliency. Uh, we were really resilient squad, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we played extremely hard. And uh, next man up mentality. Uh, we got a lot of guys hurt right now, and uh, we uh, we got some guys coming back. And uh, you know, Pascal will be back soon. And, uh, uh, he's trying not to laugh. Norm, Norm he's be like back chewing soon, on the inside uh, of his we'll own just, lip. Keep plugging away. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm just uh, really excited. Uh, it's a good win. <laughs> 
you know, great group of guys, and uh, you know, we're all good over here, man. Yeah, it's a good win tonight. Uh, we fight hard every single possession, and uh, got an overtime, and it was a good win. Uh, I missed a, I missed a couple free throws, but uh, Serge did a good job of making the last two, and uh, it was fun. It was a fun game. Uh, great, great effort by the, 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 the Hornets down there, and uh, we, we found a way to win the game. Any other questions, guys? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Have a great night. <laughs> wow. That was so good. Wait, he's just like, he's he's got a, there's no way he didn't get uh, drug tested. I don't say drug interviewed. Drug tested after that. Drug interview. Drug interview. He's just yeah. doing a white people voice. He's doing the white guy, white guy classic uh, white guy impression. Uh, it that, sounds like Chappelle's white guy. Yeah, the Chappelle, Richard Pryor, uh, white guy voice. That was, yeah, that was, um, that's how you talk when you're on Molly. It kind of is, yeah, absolutely. You kind of are that sort uh, of, even the biting on the lip. Even yeah. The, <laughs> even the, uh... yeah, I just, I just, I uh, really need this bottle of water. And if I can go to that store <laughs> over there and uh, get this bottle of water, I'm going to feel uh, a lot better. We're all going to play a little harder, we're feel a little better. We're all going to we're all gonna go sit over there, and it's, it's going to be really good. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I would like to sit over there. I think that's fine. I don't really have no problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I just think about us when we went to see Run the Jewels, and uh, it was just like four of us, and we went into this bodega oh after, God. and it was just like four of us, and we might as well have just walked in with one wallet because it was all so... <laughs> 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 it was all so communal. He's like, "You want a banana?" He's like, "I don't know if I want a banana." He's like, "I want a piece of a banana." Do you want a piece of a banana as well? It's like, "Yeah, I, I would have a piece." Drinks to buy as a group. <laughs> She's like, "There's four of us." Just we ended up with up like, just say, like, "What do you think of this?" <laughs> well, the four pack has four, so we could each have one. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, uh, "I'll have a banana because Paul's gonna have half of that, and then I'm gonna have half, and then he's gonna have an iced tea, and I don't want an iced tea, but I want some water, and maybe it's like a nice sip to of have." Tea. I'm glad we've got it because you don't know. <laughs> uh, Kyle Lowry's post game interview is an all timer for me. That was really just I insane. really like it. Yeah, it's really great. To our favorite young man, Aubrey Huff, pop, pop back up. Uh, I'm gonna send you these. Uh, now, Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Huff is the that uh, guy who posted the baseball player who posted the shooting the Bernie Sanders gun range photos. Correct. Yes. Yeah, taking his boys down to the shooting range. 
on uh, his days, of course. He's uh, very divorced. The first tweet, and I don't think I got a picture of this one to send to you, but all right, so we got Aubrey Huff, who is uh, probably, I don't know, we probably talk about him more than anybody else at this point. Used to be Darren Ravel, but I think at some point (laughs) the scale is tipped towards Aubrey Huff in the last, like, two or three months because he's really been fucking on one. Yeah. uh, Again, he's a... He, I don't know if he's familiar with the terminology, but he's a man going his own way. Um, I, he hasn't described himself as such, but spiritually, I mean, he a hundred percent is. I would, oh, yeah. I would describe him as kind of like the Bill Mitchell of 2020. Um, Bill Mitchell was kind of similarly divorced, uh, energy kind of guy, uh, but he was the conservative of then, you know. Kind of a yeah, radio right. guy, pundit, really stupid as shit. Uh, not that Aubrey Huff is smart, but uh, Aubrey Huff is a is the Trump version of that—a celebrity, a, uh, a in quotes celebrity, a, a famous person uh, who is even more extreme and even more insane. I always have to anecdotally bring up the fact that he's a pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of guy who started a Kickstarter for his shitty book about being addicted to Adderall. <laughs> yeah, a, a guy who absolutely could have just financed this uh, himself without it. He did not need to kickstart. No, that. he had ten grand. Um. All right. So in the aftermath of Sulaimani being. I'm going to call it assassinated. I'm fine with saying assassinated by Trump. Damn, Brendan's gone. Brendan wasn't ours to kill. He wasn't ours to kill. He's not here to make friends, I'll tell you. He wasn't ours to kill. I stand by that. So you're sad that he's dead. (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) You really can trap somebody so easily with that sort of shit. Yeah, I'm sad he's dead. I guess I'm I'm, I'm more sad than I am happy he's dead. Fuck you. I don't care. Me and Dan are all those guys (laughs) saying sorry for your loss to Ilhan Omar. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I would never, I would, come on, I'm just doing, I'm posting videos of her uh, in the flames of a campfire. (laughs) uh, Drawing an equivalency between the two, and I'm going to get myself into a bit of hot water here. If (laughs) Suleimani, well, Suleimani was killed away, if Mike Pompeo was killed in the same way, I would be more upset about Suleimani being dead. Damn. That has to do with us not knowing him, but I, on... You cannot hold me to this in a court of law, but I agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. But if they ever try to, if a jury ever tries to convict me, no, I never said that, and I don't agree with it, right? That's right. Well, I'm listed on the show as at Brendo, so nobody. <laughs> yeah, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan, he's tried to scrub his uh, his name from the show. He's uh, he's embarrassed of who he is. I no, I just need to get past a the twelve year old girl's like Google of my name. That's... I got to make it past the first line of defense that these kids like can't find my podcast immediately. That's true. That, yeah, there's there's children involved. That's what the, our, our the pre- kids. previous guest Joe was saying that uh, he's a teacher and. Uh, his and the children did find his Twitter. Of course, yeah, it's very easy <laughs> to find somebody on Twitter, even if they like fake their stuff. But it's uh, pretty easy. But these kids, they're not really like they'll Google. They've Googled my name, and like you just get like my old Twitter account, not even my current one. And yeah, yeah, it's it's you got to know what you're. Li- if you know that I am the co-host of the Dismal Tide, you're going to find it in two seconds. But they don't know what it's called. And yeah. You don't tell your uh, people, tell the kids about your podcast. You know, try to get listeners that way. Like, I hey, have tell your like parents when they drive here, drop you off. Uh, I was like, yeah, hey, your brother likes sports. Like, you should tell him to listen to the Disney <laughs> Times. A couple cool guys just doing a show, just cracking wise, hanging loose. Yeah, I, I 
try to avoid talking about anything like this at work, even though everyone there uh, knows me very well. Um, I I feel that with with the things that I say on Twitter or the things that I say on this show uh, put me out on something of a limb, uh, <laughs> and like like just things like like yesterday i i think i said something like uh gonna be the first fast food review in my car guy to die in an officer involved shooting and mm-hmm. i don't want someone to ask me what that means <laughs> yeah explain <laughs> each part of that uh tweet to me I'm yeah like, uh, i don't know i like the way that it sounds it's evocative of an image that i enjoy <laughs> as a fellow podcaster i would never bring up my podcast to anybody for under any circumstances the only way i'll talk about it is if they bring it up and even then, you know, it's going to get me, uh, yeah, I just listen to the episode. One word that answers. Uh, it's just like, it's called the Disney yeah. Tide. Just check it out. Yeah. If you want to listen to it. And you it. know that no one will. No one will. Because it's, because there's a couple, there's a not just enough of a barrier to entry, which is that you have to remember to type it into one specific app and not just in general. The funniest. The I can't just listen to this. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. I think anecdotally, the funniest uh, way this has ever gone for me is the, the coworker that I, the only coworker I talk about on the show. He, uh, we were on the way home. I was driving from something, and he was just like, "Don't you have a podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, Can you listen <laughs> to it. It's like, "Yeah, man. All right. Like, let's listen to it." And I think we were talking about like Tom Brady or something. And he listened to it and he laughed at something we said. And then he was like, "He talks a lot," and he was actually quiet while while the show was on. And then I looked over at him five minutes later, easily five minutes, and he was just fast asleep. <laughs> that's good that's good he's like this is good i didn't want to talk to him anyway so yeah put him in bed uh back to aubrey huff back to Suleimani. that's right the issues of the day uh jim burr at patriarchy wins so you know we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> what a name dude that's so good that's like that's up it's that not goes quite... both ways that would be good ironically as well yeah if yeah i <laughs> <laughs> but it's not ironic. Uh, but no, it's not quite fired for truth. But it's that, that's up there. That's pretty good. Fired for truth, I think, is the uh the the best name in the. Uh, I say fired for truth maybe five or six times a day. I say uh <laughs> um what's the oh my god I'm blanking now. Can go on with Aubrey Huff. I'll think <laughs> of it. All right. At patriarchy win said we should invade Iran and take their bitches. Persian girls are hot AF without the headgear and you know they know how to act right. True makes, fact stated. Makes you think. <laughs> oh, yeah. True fact stated. Yeah, that's good too. Isn't his real name like Claude as well? Which... <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry. I had to say. <laughs> I was actually responding to what the uh, tweet was. Um. So Jim Burr said that. I'm not going to read it again. Um, <laughs> and, and if Aubrey Huff had said what I'm about to read and then ended it, we wouldn't even be talking about it on the show today. All right. He said, let's get a flight over and kidnap about 10 each. We can bring them back here as they fan us and feed us grapes, among other things. He's got like the purple devil with the horns and everything. Um, Now, while shitty, that does not qualify him for the dismal tide. This is like that tweet right there is a two on the Aubrey Huff radar. Yeah, it's just it just boring, uh, casual sexism. Um, Also, uh, I if Aubrey Huff wants to go try to kidnap anyone in Iran, I welcome him to do that. I, would, I, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. support this happening. Go bring it's your gr- sons to Iran with their fucking rifles. It's <laughs> gross, but what makes it not that bad is he's trying to be like playful and funny, which just makes it just like pathetic and like not like that bad. You know, it's just kind of, it is boring. Right. So, but he decided to draw it. He drew a picture. 
Do you do you have that on yours, Dan? I'm um, looking at the picture. Yeah. So he drew it in stick figures of what exactly would happen here. And he I'm, did Dave Chappelle's painting of Oprah. <laughs> Uh, he said, Aubrey Huff said, in light of today's post about rescuing Iranian women from that shithole, this is what I imagine grateful Iranian women would do to show their appreciation to any man who saved them from the assholes that beat, that beat them and make them wear a long tunic and scarf in 110 degree heat. Um, and it is a stick figure reclining. And I would say we'll put this episode as the cover art. We certainly will not. I imagine Aubrey Huff is quite litigious. I don't really want to get involved with him besides talking shit about him on the show. So this photo is great for, I think, uh, there's one thing about this that I really, really love, and it's that he has drawn in his dick. If he drew this, it, I doubt he even drew, drew this himself. I've, he probably paid someone to draw that. Or, yeah, avenues are a fiver. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dick flopped off to the side? Um, he has his two feet, and he's getting a foot massage, uh, but is the, he has a stick penis. Is that his dick? Yes, that is his stick penis. Flopped off the side. Not even a hard stick penis. A soft, flaccid uh, stick penis. I kind of didn't realize that was his dick at first because my initial reaction to this was just like, well, this is awful and shitty, but at least he didn't draw his dick. Because I just never imagined he would have it just <laughs> take like a hard – it looks like a tail. It, do, it looks like a tail. Um, the, the picture is three women, all with cartoon tits, frankly. Um Oh, thank it you, is, Mr. It Huff. It is a cartoon in the end. Uh, you know what? That's fair. I'll give you that one. You can have that one. Is this, is this what hentai is? <laughs> Just Google that. Just ask, is this hentai? Uh, uh, is that like an umbrella term for all animated pornography, or is that specific? To, does it have to be in that style? It's in that style. So he like clearly knew that he was playing with fire on this one. So he really just like doubled down on how good America is and all this kind of stuff, and how shitty Iran is. By the way, I don't think Iran is very shitty. No, it's uh, pretty westernized. Uh, yeah, there it's certainly a, a very uh, conservative government there, but it's not. Uh, you know, they're not living in holes. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's also. I don't. They're not as conservative as like uh, Saudi Arabia, even. And also no, this, no. this idea, and like now, I do understand that like women are treated as as third class citizens in a lot of these countries. But also just like the idea that a lot of Americans have that we can just go over to one of these places and then you can just basically say like like that scene in fucking uh, Dazed and Confused where school's finally out and everything just goes nuts. Where you can say like, hey, you can finally take the your bark off. He's like, no, this is their fucking religion. Yeah. They're not just like waiting for a hall pass. You fucking shit. Yeah. They're, they're, they, uh, uh, are, the women of Iran can't wait to be brought over and then like, um, made to like, uh, dance in cages. Like you would see it like a drug Lord's house in like a Jason Statham movie. Yeah. Just slum dog millionaire. <laughs> that like, yeah, like, yeah, they, I think that the, uh, the, like we, you wouldn't expect Christians to do that, but I feel like that is like the Christian mentality, like kind of seeping through of like, oh, if they just because if we had a pass, we would easily like just of course disregard everything. It's like the Catholic guilt thing; they, they guilt you so much because they know if you don't have that, you're gonna go go do whatever you want. Yeah, that's the the the, the failings of uh, American Protestantism is that uh, that God wants me to do literally whatever I'm doing all the time. Every choice that I make is okay because uh, because I have a close personal relationship with God and uh, there's nothing I'm doing that he wouldn't approve of. 
I I constantly since you said it, I I constantly think about the thing you said. I, and this is the second time I brought up what you said to that girl on Overwatch like two or three <laughs> weeks ago. But we're, we're like, God, I'm like God is real. We're, we're playing. We're playing, and we just have like I don't know. We have just like an exchange with the other team, and we we easily come out on top of it. And we're just everybody in the 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 mic on mic goes just like wow, all right. And Mike goes like God you know is what? real. God has us, bro. Oh God, God has us. I, I think about God has us, bro. God has uh, uh, every day. Every day I think about that. It's. <laughs> that <laughs> that's what i like saying to the people in the chat uh, i i try to lose them i i try to say something that well oh god we play with so many just unbearable nerds i want to talk about overwatch what's up about- oh, no, wait let me let me cl- let me button up aubrey huff first okay okay uh mike can you read that tweet from uh from jeff perlman uh I was a Sports Illustrated writer in the Rays clubhouse after the game interviewing players, and when you walk by, looking up at your name and thinking, Jesus Christ, that toothless yokel has a penis the size of half a pencil. I bet that's Aubrey Huff. Yeah. And Aubrey Huff replies, funny, I've never heard of you in my life. <laughs> Jeff Perlman was very, is a baseball writer and almost certainly has spoken directly to Aubrey Huff multiple times. And now we're buttoned up. Let's talk about. Although I also the, oh, the one observation that I made when when we talked about this initially is that uh, while that insult is uh, kind of lame, I don't know any dick size insult and just feels you could do better. Lazy, but Aubrey Huff is also a deeply stupid man, and this is the sort of thing that like probably hurts him. Yeah, somebody called my it, dick small on yeah, Twitter. Just like that's bullshit because it's not. You want to come out here? You want to talk? I mean, you want to say you don't want to say it to my face? Like when I do business, I do it face to face. You will see that I'm saying it. I'm saying it to you, and you are a pussy because you can't do it. She's like, I just called your dick small, man. It's just like let's breathe. <laughs> he would almost certainly get that mad about that. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. Yeah, you can't go get too creative with it because he's just not going to understand. The dick small thing is so, is so easily uh, like defend against you if you're just like, yeah, I have a tiny tiny dick. Like, it's, yeah, it's 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 the class. It's, it's really it's, small. This is a crude insult. You can crude crude yourself uh, in reflective uh, armor. <laughs> That's I I I think about that too. Like if when I when I think about uh, being in in high school and um, uh, if if I uh, what I think would be very funny is like from age fourteen on, just be like, I'm never having sex. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that absolves you of like so much pressure. <laughs> That would be pretty <laughs> you just it's an out just like but but you have to you have to do it confidently like yeah and and just enough to make people think like now nah, he's kidding he's probably has a lot of sex actually <laughs> We're just saying come out of the bedroom no, the first time I'll, just sheet white i'll never do it it's disgusting it, it sucks gross. <laughs> you guys you know, all your little reindeer games over here and then it'll be me ascending to a higher plane just sitting there in like a velvet robe just like look at you Look at what you're doing. Yeah. Look at the way you're acting. Why? For pussy? For pussy? Well, that's me. That, I'm over here chomping on cigars, talking that, about politics. That, that meme that just like while you were out having sex, I was mastering the blade. <laughs> I don't see you at the club. Yeah, that. I don't see you at the bank. <laughs> Always, hey, city chopper.
right, Overwatch. Yeah, I imagine, by the way, before uh, Dan, Dan believe, is about to rip us to shreds I, I believe about you Overwatch. mentioned wanting an opening tirade. Oh, no, so I was just, I'm just interested in your guys' relationship to Overwatch, because I, I played Overwatch uh, when it first came out. Uh, we're talking esports now, folks. It's, it's a sport just like football. It takes the same amount of mental and physical awareness. Uh, we're more than 40 got, minutes in. This, our time is ours. We can talk about what we want. That's right. Uh, there. Uh, what has drawn you guys to this game at this point in its life cycle? Like, what what do you season enjoy? 20, baby. Well, so it's I've been playing for a while. Season twenty. Yeah, I've been playing for a little while. I haven't just like started. I've only just started like tweeting about it every once in a while. But I've been playing for a couple of years, and I play Overwatch because it's the only thing. Like, I tried Call of Duty. And everybody was so much better than me at it that it just, it sucked. It wasn't fun at all. I would just like walk out into the level and just get plugged in the head from halfway across the map every time. My kill to death ratio would be like one kill to like 22 deaths and it just kept happening. So I was like, no, I'm never playing this again. Already, you are deflecting by talking about a different game. I'm asking you, what do you like about <laughs> playing? Um, I, I like that. You're not going to get away with what Liz Warren's getting away with, Brandon. You're going to have to answer the question. I need a straight answer from you. Um, I, I just, should just say I really like the backstory and the lore. <laughs> just really like the character <laughs> development. I, I had, I'm going to continue to Liz Warren this. I There was some kid on mic one day, and he was just like, yeah, and apparently that this is like somebody's uncle. And I was like, do you really fucking care about that? Like, I'm I'm here to relax and just play a fucking shooting game. Like, that's also, yeah, a, a shooting, shooting game that I know the rules to, that I'm about as good as everybody else at. Yeah, as a class shooter, I think... I, I was a big Team Fortress 2 player as well, and I feel like team, and this was kind of trying to be the successor to Team Fortress 2. Uh, more focus on, like, competitiveness and whatever. Uh, but I agree. I think the story... It's a less fun version of team fortress yeah it, it's it like, took a lot of the, the joy out of it but yeah it's, it's more serious but more candy coated at the same time yeah, so it's, it's, it's cartoon character call of duty or it's more like car- a cartoon character like uh who was the one that tried to usurp fortnite apex, apex legends yeah yeah and, and it's yeah, like cartoon yeah. character apex sort of yeah. to me well, and Apex I'm, I'm, stole the, just took everything they could from Call of Duty and Overwatch and Fortnite. <laughs> they, those are the three that they pulled right, everything yeah, yeah. from. Um, so I guess what I like about it is that, like, I know I'm not terrible at it, and just like sure. it's you know it's fun enough. So my, my I I feel like the it's been around for so long, and the meta has like I don't know. I played a little bit. I picked it back up a couple months ago, and when playing it, it felt like. The meta was in such like a weird stalemate where it's all focused on uh, like blocking damage and lots of shields and like uh, on the behind you was Arissa for the whole thing and her uh, it's Diva now I think uh, no, no it's, it's still Arissa. Arissa no it's Arissa just in uh, the skins Dan skins. Uh, that's Arissa in the immortal skin I got it in a loot box I didn't pay for it wonderful I love a loot box you gotta love opening <laughs> a loot box. Um, but what you said you talked to a lot of nerds on there, and I feel like what is the player base like at this point? Awful. And it's unbearable, just, unbearable, just absolute dipshits, unemployable losers. 
and, me, sort of... and children. And yeah, there. It is a lot of kids. The I I was on there one time, and some some kid like off mic was talking to the the kid who was on mic. He's like, "You've been playing for like for," and he's like, "No, I just got on." He's like, "You said you were gonna play for two hours. You started at four thirty, and I looked at the clock. It was like nine. <laughs> and he's like, "Kid, your brother's right. Like, you gotta get off. This isn't fair." It's I like, heard the uh, the classic uh, mom screaming from the other room. So uh, good. That's, that's so that. fucking. I got one of those the other day. So I've been playing a lot of the new Call of Duty now, and it, of course, it's so it's cross-platform too. So it's Xbox and PlayStation players. And you get voice chat for everybody, and um, I think they do something that's uh, annoying but smart. Of uh, you, every lobby is a new lobby. Like every game you go to a new lobby, so you don't get those continuous trash talks throughout like multiple multiple games, which would used to happen frequently, frequently in Call oh, of yeah. Duty. Uh, so, but I feel like I get more of a of a flavor. Like I get way more people in front of me, and I get lots of lots more uh, diversity in my uh, player base and chatter. So, lots. I mean, the best one is always the screaming mom. Screaming mom. <laughs> screaming mom is by followed a mile. by followed by number two. And this one has been a real uh, been a recent development I've noticed, and this has really come up in the last two years. Look out for this in the upcoming years. Become number one is the, <laughs> the girlfriend. Uh, trying to flirt with her boyfriend, like, and try to get him off of the game while he's playing, and and him getting progressively angrier, and her uh, yelling, like, lots of boyfriend girlfriend uh, interactions uh, that really uh, elevate the game of horrible, annoying things you can listen to uh, over uh, voice chat. A sort of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Christopher Moltisanti sort of character. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Trying to be pulled away by his girlfriend. <laughs> Chrissy, Chrissy, get off the Xbox. Come on. And it was more Trump than uh, Ariana. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think mostly it's just I don't want to learn another shooter. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. And that is a respectable choice. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like Overwatch is, is very. Um, on an, uh, everything about it, they could have had made something so good, and it's so bad in so many ways that it really is like it really hurts. Uh, so give me something else good. to play. I, I love getting recommendations about stuff. What is a non Call of Duty? Because I I'll never catch up to the the middle of the pack in Call of Duty ever. At this point, people have been playing it for fifteen years now. See, that's the issue is that it's like what game? Because Overwatch is good because it's a game you can play you know forever. It's like you. It gets updated. They're gonna do Overwatch two or whatever. Oh, and uh, they did. They did change a bunch of the meta stuff. Like most of the the shields are, are significantly weaker over the last couple seasons. So like you get a shield up for like two seconds now. You just blow right through them. It's a little harder now because you used to just. You're right. You just be a shield character and just don't stop shooting. But I feel like they've gotten so obsessed with the meta and changing it. You know that yes, they definitely they, have. They've diluted it so much that I mean I really wasn't playing that like only a couple months ago and to hear that shields are completely different now it's like okay well it's like the way they treat their meta is not well, they, they like take pride in making big swings in their game every new season 
which I think it should be the kind of the opposite of. Like, yeah, if you, you had be, a good, if you had like an excellent product, like you don't have, like Fortnite, they tampered with stuff, but I think for the most part, everybody just like rebelled against it, and they went back to like some classic version. I think now, or maybe last season. I haven't been paying attention. I only what seen... I what, what I recall happening was they uh, made it easier for the bad players, basically. Um, the and. Uh, but yeah, now there's the bots mechs. in the game. There's lots of the mechs. Yeah, there's lots of different stuff. And then they kind of tried to hit the reset and do a new map. Um, but I feel like they're kind of – they burnt themselves out. And this is like a larger issue with like labor and video game stuff. But like they burnt themselves out because they set an unrealistic pace for themselves where they had to put out content every two weeks or every week sometimes. And, you know, making skins like that and making like modes and making new guns and at like the scale up, that they have to do it at the scale that they have to do it. And for like making sure like servers run smoothly and like the matchmaking works and like all that stuff can, I mean, most, no studio really has ever had like a perpetual development like that, except for like MMOs or stuff, you know, other, usually it's like, you know, you get a game out and you, for the past 10 years, at least you do like a year or two of support and then it's gone. And so, like, uh, Fortnite kind of really screwing the industry by doing that sort of stuff. And, I mean, it's why people leave Epic in droves. Well, I think the ones – like, Fortnite's not going anywhere, and neither is Call of Duty. But I think everything else is – I think you would be surprised about Fortnite. I think you'd be surprised about Fortnite. I think Fortnite is not going to be around much longer. Not in the way that it is, you know. Okay. Uh, well, all the streamers still play Fortnite, like, pretty exclusively. Not all uh, the streamers, obviously, but – yeah, but even like children have fallen off. Like I, my nephew was. Where are they playing like, now? Uh, they're back to Minecraft. A lot of people back on oh, Minecraft. So a it's lot just of, like, but to me, Minecraft would be like a holding pattern, just waiting for something else to come out. Yeah, I, I think that's why it doesn't look good for Fortnite because if okay. you know, you could just go back to that. But a lot of people have fallen off it, and because of, I mean, all everything we talk about, the constant changes, the update, and the whatever. I'm sure people are loving listening to this video game talk. <laughs> That's all right. This is my show. <laughs> but so what? Are, you're in the ranked Overwatch season. How is it going so far? Terrible. Where are you guys? Well, you guys I, 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 I've tweeted out a few times that I think that anybody who's just like – so I, I started out just being like, all right, I'm shit at this. Like I'm a heavy-handed. And then I learned that there's like different aim settings, and I changed my aim setting, and I immediately went up like three or 400 skill points. And I just like one and one and one. And now I've leveled out at around uh, um, about, I'll call it an average when you average the three together, about 1,100. I'm bad. I'm bronze. Shit. Um, but I also don't want to be too hard on myself because like in bronze you get so many people who just like play the first round. And if they just like get the payload and they punch it all the way home, they just quit. And they just, drop. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you lose no matter what. You know, uh, skill ratings cannot and... cannot go back, and that, I think that's part of the problem with Overwatch um, and kind of a lot of games. In a larger sense, is that once you're right, once you lose a teammate in Overwatch, you're, it's over, and so it's a six v six, and that's a lot of people for you know one right, not to just drop out in the middle of a twenty five minute match, twenty yeah, minute match. No, sometimes. they're like twelve. No, payload payload takes forever. They still they still don't really go over fifteen. Sometimes but they ranked, go to twenty ranked, minutes. Ranked matches definitely do. Ranked matches definitely sure. hit around twenty minutes. If if you're because you, you go back and forth on it. I'll tell you what. 
maybe in higher <laughs> skill settings <laughs> than bronze. Bronze, I'm telling you, bronze, it's like 12 to 15 minutes but at most. I, what I like about it is that I like uh, playing as like the yeah as a tank as Arisa specifically because um, I I like to be a defense first player, which shooters like Call of Duty cannot offer me. There's no incentive to 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 hunker down somewhere. Um, but I I like throwing shields. I like p- putting down the covering fire. Uh, sure. I like sort of be, being a, a a back line of defense there. Because I don't have the skills to get in there and mix it up. Like I can't be like a a, a reaper and get in close and uh, and, and cause havoc like that because uh, uh, my my brain works too slowly. Uh, I I will also say that between the years of probably like 2007 to probably like 2015 or 2016, I didn't play any video games. So the skill deterioration is tremendous. So if I went on like a Twitch stream and just like tried to play Overwatch, the the children would would go after me. Uh, They'd call me a boomer. Um, Sure. I'd be you know, there. I mean, it's a lot of practice, and it is like a, a very specific mental acuity that you have to have for stuff like, especially Overwatch, where it's a role-based game, and no, you're and, uh, and that's kind of like why I I felt so. My big reveal uh, is that so for I like season five or whatever, I was like, I'm gonna get to top five hundred, and I grinded it out. I played like hours and hours of uh, one season to get to the top five hundred. And I got there and I got like 499 or 500 and I stopped playing it and I never played it again. Do you play on console or computer or uh... on, on, on PlayStation? Okay. He's just so much better at me then. Cause, <laughs> like, Cause my opinion, and I said it on Twitter a couple times, like I just don't think that this game can be beaten on console. Like I just don't think uh, it can be done. Who are you doing it as? Uh, a lot of Reinhardt. A lot of Reinhardt. I play a lot of Reinhardt. I, I'm, the, I'm the same way. I'm. I like playing support. I like playing defense. Uh, in Team Fortress Two, I was a huge engineer player. That's all I like. I loved playing, putting up turrets, running around. You know, not really great. At, wasn't really great at the shooting part at that point. Uh, I like Reinhardt because you know, you're like the core of a team. Reinhardt and Diva basically were. The, and Lucio. Lucio was a big, a big because you know, especially. Once you get Maybe higher, the characters up, I play as, which he's just again significantly better at video games <laughs> than me. Well, once you get higher up, it's like you playing support is kind of the best way to get higher. It's like you let other people do the hard work, and you just make sure they stay alive or whatever. You know, I am highest ranked in healing. I think I'm like twelve or thirteen hundred in healing. That my my season high so far was thirteen seventy nine in healing. So I was right on the cusp of silver, but then it was taken away from me by a bunch of assholes. That's another thing. You it's, said you said that they ranked me at like thirteen seventy nine, and they don't want to give me silver. They'd rather see me dead in the street. Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> I was sort of stealing Kipo's bit there because he's just been for like two months straight. He just keeps on saying that everyone wants me dead. He's just like whatever number of followers on here is just like I have 412 people that are trying to kill me. <laughs> uh, do you See, I was just on? interested. In, yeah, I was oh, just no, interested in the. No, I, I just wanted to hear about your guys' Overwatch experience. You guys are the only two game. play. Yeah, the only two people who are still playing it that I know. So I was interested. Yeah, I have a couple it. Twitter uh, followers or mutual followers, I suppose. 
Are you excited uh, for Overwatch 2, I guess? I guess that's the closing closing I'll question. Buy it. I can't wait to You'll see what buy it. I can't wait to see which character uh is uh there's a big reveal of them being uh some sort of uh, fringe group that will be either very very important or very very bad depending on uh, uh mm. who's who's looking at it. Mm. I will They're putting this... a Soleimani in the game. <laughs> so we there needs to be an Overwatch. There needs to be an e-girl character. Well, if you think about Junkrat's kind of like a drone strike. Or I guess it would be like Diva would be more like a drone strike. Just no, drop we need more in. groups representative of very uh, niche interests. Not, a... like, not just like, uh, you know, LGBT characters, but like specific like things that you chose. The be. retconning in Overwatch is like Harry Potter level too. It's really funny. Where they'll just like <laughs> have this thing going and just like, oh, and by the way, he's gay. And yeah. He's like... I know he doesn't bring it up, and why would he? But, like, yeah, he's been gay this whole time. It's like, okay. I mean, it doesn't really change anything. It's just weird that you're throwing this in now. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you need a uh, – uh, one needs to be, like, a, a come town reply guy who's always, like, trying to get uh, – win Nick's approval by just being uh, extremely uh, racist towards Adam. I think that would be uh, – I, I would like to see a, good a character. character that represents that. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to take this Overwatch bit and put it at the very end. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to quick hit everything left, and if you guys want to talk about it real fast, just let me know. Um, the head coach of the Cavs, while watching film of the Cavs, this is good. accidentally, air quotes, um, called said that his team was no longer playing like a bunch of thugs, and the room went like dead silent. Everyone knows what that means. And uh, I guess he didn't read the room and he didn't know what was going on as he said it. But he meant to say we're no longer playing, again, air quotes, as a bunch of slugs. So he called a group of large black men and Kevin Love. <laughs> um, thugs by accident, according to him. And he said his assistant coach or like the GM or something called him that night to like clarify. And it's just like that phone call. And he's like, you know you called them all a bunch of thugs, right? You know you said that. Just like him in his car, just like slamming his steering wheel. Like, I fucking did it. He's right. God damn it. He lost the locker room. <laughs> well, I mean, they're like, they won like seven uh, games. Yeah, so. I don't think, uh, I don't know that he necessarily had the locker room given how things have been going. This, given Kevin Love just throwing the ball at people as hard as he possibly can instead of passing it normally. Yeah, they're very pissy Kevin Love. who's probably going to be a trailblazer by the end of the season. Um, the opening paragraph to this ESPN article, or at least the one I've screenshotted, Delivering the term thugs to a group of largely young African-American men carries the obvious racial connotations. <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't know how to say his name. Bellyane, B-E-I-L-E-I-N, Bellyane, I don't know. Acknowledged Bellyane. ESPN in a telephone conversation Wednesday night that he understood that. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, I understand. Yeah, no, I understand. I, nobody feels worse about this than me. <laughs> Um, the next is Jay Ajayi getting signed as an eSports uh, FIFA player for uh, the Philadelphia Union. Um, and everybody's like, wow, professional athletes can play this too. They can do eSports. What's his record, Brendan? His me. record was 0-5 and, and he had a negative 50 goal differential. In <laughs> He's just like the worst player in the league. Losing every game 10 nothing. You know, I, I, I hear a lot about... Uh, 
This is bait for me, isn't it? Because this is a baller storyline. This is bait. You're yeah, trying. Yeah, that was trying bait. To, Vern. You're trying to roll, you're trying to rile me up. It's not gonna work. <laughs> no, it's not gonna work. <laughs> all these, all I did really think about Vern, and I was just like, "What's the best way to?" I was bait. All He's these right. professional teams, even MLS, have these esports teams, and I you never hear a goddamn word out of them. Like I know they exist, like, but that's the only esports story I've seen. I, admittedly, I don't follow it very closely, but I assumed that um, uh, that there would be more of a push from these teams to like have them involved. Or I, I don't know. Um, I'm surprised uh, there hasn't been more movement on on esports like uh overwatch is on uh like i think it's on espn plus sometimes but like that that like drone racing was on espn a lot <laughs> fairly yeah. the drone racing was pretty cool yeah uh, uh, For like five ten minutes once you realize that this is the same yeah shit it, well yeah because m- m- the appeal of the whole thing is like they're they're going pretty fast aren't they I'm just like yeah they are i think this is like such a great real life uh rebuke to uh ballers on hbo um and it just goes to highlight how poorly that show was put together and written that this storyline would have been so much one so much more believable and two so much more enjoyable than one even the choice of game here makes more sense okay this guy he thinks he probably plays in the locker room you know you put like all there's like the thing with all baseball players playing Fortnite. These guys yeah. play video games. I, I did a so bit of research on this, and I saw an interview today with Jay Ajayi talking to somebody. And two things stood out to me: one, Jay Ajayi is British; he's got a British accent. And uh, two was that he was like, "Yeah, well, I would just beat everybody in the locker room." And then you just exactly. like you know this was two weeks before he actually played a game, and he just got fucking housed. Exactly, and if the Vernon storyline on. Ballers had gone this way. It'd been much more interesting and much funnier, a better show. But instead, they go the serious route. And no, he's actually very good at League of Legends. Uh, but it was mo- like even worse than that. He, not only was he good at League of Legends, he was like he was good in a way that the other people who were transcendently good didn't immediately recognize it. So he got to act as like this big sleeper in the final showdown. Where he's like, actually, Vern's kind of like awesome. And he's like these guys because like he had his shot at the big. Sp- place or whatever and they were just like listen like you're pretty good but you're not good enough to play for us like let's be real man and uh and then he just turned it on its head and then he won the big tournament that they were in at the end no 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 or they They get second they beat the team that told them he wasn't good enough but they do get second in the tournament and they go wow Vern, you're actually good and then he says to his buddy actually the whole thing of me being good at league of legends (sighs) It was just it was just to make you wise up and become a better businessman. I thought and you were what, getting oh my god, I forgot that, that they like they that's, tried that's to make the him, series ends. Well they just like <laughs> what what is that trope the 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 I don't want to sound racist when I say it, but it's something about like the wise black man or something like that. I forget, oh yeah, the, ma- but, the magical black man, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Where he's just like he's holding the secret knowledge from everyone. Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> that's what yeah, that's what it's called. It's called the Legend of Bagger Vance. Um, and that's what he basically did. He's just like, I pretended I was into Overwatch. Yeah. I pretended I was into League of Legends this whole time. Just because you were getting soft, Reggie. You were doing work with Joe Crittell and you weren't working with me anymore. I wanted attention. I, I became transcendently good at this game that people actually dedicate their lives to. (laughs) And I did it just to prove a point to you. Awful. Let's move on. God damn it. Brendan, I'm going to win NFL MVP to make a point that <laughs> I I can't 100% uh, nail down. 
But... I knew it was bait. I knew it was bait right when I saw it, right when I opened it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was handing out handfuls of cash to LSU students last night. Uh, pretty good. It's a good thing he didn't give any to the players. No, he did. They were, he was, he gave them to the, he gave like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to the graduating players Ah, for their jerseys Smart. because he was doing two things. And I do agree that it was smart. First, the graduating who gives a fuck about their eligibility investment and number two, or I guess three, then two, it's an investment. He's got these things, but three, he went to LSU and it's much better for him to have this thing who is an LSU grad who will probably put it in this beautiful like LSU wing of his mansion. Then I some... figured he was just going to sell them. I don't know. He has no reason. He's not. What does he need the money for? Well, He's going to frame back scratcher. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, that's the Simpsons line. No, that was pretty good. And so, uh, like, because at first it was just like, damn, is he just like, like blatantly disregarding the rules to the NCAA, and then you just like read through a few comments, and you're like, "Oh no, these guys are all seniors or juniors, or they are they're all declaring for the draft." Um, so he's in like his his party bus on the way home, and he's just like, "This jersey, this jersey comes out, and then I got this one, like these cleats and this," and just like you just bought everything. If I were an LSU player, I'd rather sell it to Odell Beckham than on eBay later. I made every I made everyone at the uh, uh, the the wine event stop talking when uh, Ed Ogeron was interviewed. So I'm just like, I know a lot of you may not watch college football. Please listen to this man's voice. Yeah, awful. <laughs> really, really wild stuff, his voice. All right, our, our next quick hit, unless Dan... Real quick, gonna... yeah, that was more bait because uh, Odell, Obel... Yeah, he was on Ballers too. He was on Ballers, so that's all I gotta say. <laughs> By the way, I also said that Ed Ogeron would uh, say something about how winning a national change championship is a distraction from winning another. Um, and he did effectively say that. He's, On to the next one. Well, yeah, he's just like, well, you know, come Wednesday, we're going to be right back out there recruiting. <laughs> just like, Dan, I don't know if you've ever heard Ed- Odron's voice, but that's almost exactly what it sounds like. It's really ridiculous. Um, the next, and I think our last quick hit, yeah, because we're not playing that video. Um, a petition to make Bengals and Browns fans a, a, med- a condition for medical marijuana has been submitted to the Ohio Medical Board. They've received 28 p- petitions, and basically these people just, just claimed it's because they're Browns and Bengals fans that deserve medical marijuana. Quick hit. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we call them the quick hits. All right, sure. and I just wanted to do – there were a couple blessed posts that I had this week, but I, I kind of want to just narrow it down to the one, this one um, right here. Well, uh, all right. Well, very. Do you quickly, want to do, do you do um, yours? Go ahead. No, no, no. I no. I don't need to read the sex Carl tweet, but uh, <laughs> um, no, it's, it is funny. It's just um, Jesse Farrar with the touchdown. The Tennessee Titans take the lead. Um, Dick Vitale. I said something. Well, oh, wait, I'm Dick sorry. Dick Vitale uh, tweet James, is James Skalski, Uh He's the guy that got ejected, the Clemson player, for the hit to the head. Um, sure. And of course, someone uh, very uh, uh, quickly uh, managed to find him saying uh, on October 1st, 2012, Tony Homo officially sucks a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bless Gans- it. Love it. Gans- anyway, Dick Vitale. Dick had, Vitale tweet. We did kind of bury this one. Uh, this, uh, this, this, this is an this is an all timer. This is one of the great posts. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, should I? Uh, I'm not going to do it in his voice. Like many, I've been following the news involving the attacks on al-Assad bases in, in Iraq by Iran. Also, I've been checking hoop news, and four teams should get a tip of the hat. <laughs> Rutgers, Providence, Maryland, Boston College. They had W's over Penn State, Marquette, Ohio State, and yes, Virginia. 
<laughs> that is wow. That is such a good tweet. Wow. Squaring two things that have absolutely nothing to do with themselves in one tweet is really just a formula for. That's like a Chris Lovell tweet. That's... I've been following these. It's like today's on patient Assad. visit outfit and because we got to stop these shootings. That's wild. That's a re- that is an all timer. And you know what? You know said about five years ago that would have been one of the funniest tweets of all time, and now it's it's just buried, buried under, in the last uh, hour of the dismal tide. Yeah, and we're, we'll probably be the only ones to ever talk about it. And now we're gonna end the show. It's time to uh, call it a week, uh, Dan. We'd really like you to plug just I, – I know that there's dozens and dozens of things that you bang local dads guys like to plug, so let's have it all. Uh, we got a show coming up in February. Other than that, not much. Uh, our bang local dads news correspondent, Neil Stupid Neil, uh, was down at the Trump rally tonight, um, and he attended the Trump rally and shot a bunch of footage. I th- I'm going to assume that's going to be – a little right, short uh, right movie. Before we started, I saw a picture of him uh, holding up a, a, a camcorder pointed at a, a woman holding a sign that said Iranians for Trump. Yes, and he he got a ticket and I think went inside and filmed the actual Trump rally. So uh, it should be a good one. I was checking quotes out of that one. Of course, he bring, Trump already brought up the Tom Cruise thing that he always loves to bring up, uh, which is uh, – do you think – what do you think Trump thinks of when he thinks of a Tom Cruise movie? You think Top Gun? I think yeah, I think, I think that's... it's only Top Gun. Um, maybe maybe Days of Thunder. I think a completely non-existent. I think he's just imagined a, a Tom Cruise movie. I yeah, think it's he's, like a supercut. I, I think he has imagined <laughs> Tom Cruise, but like in Commando. I think he just imagines that Tom Cruise did the Emily Blunt thing in Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that like snake like yoga move. <laughs> like she, he's so sweaty he's, and muscular and toned. He's misremembered Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> and he just sees that is so good. It's just him doing it instead. <laughs> uh, all right. It's a good movie. That's it. I like it a lot. It's been Great. it's been a lot of fun having you, Dan. We'll uh, thanks for me back. Certainly have you on some other time. Of course. And then what, you guys are always welcome on oh, haters in the building. We are on hiatus right now. You can go listen to our last episode about Charlie's Angel or yeah, Charlie's Angels. The boys went and saw Charlie's Angels, the new one directed by Elizabeth Banks. They had some things to say about it. I mostly just kind of sit there and watch uh, Charlie's Angels two full throttle. Uh, what's on in the background uh we also our other up we were gonna do one on cats but we all saw it and we were kind of like okay there's really not much to say about this it's pretty crazy yeah like yeah it's bad but like what's the songs are just bad you know it's not even fun bad it's just like the songs suck bad musical um i would love to be on your hate watching show again just let me know when you're you're fired back up um all right guys see you next week i got something to say (laughs) 